Konnichiwa! And howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom! Kaboom! Where we talk about all things Sumo. That's right, and this week, we're in the Ba Show. We're going to go over days four through, I don't know, nine, nine ten, yeah, nine. somewhere in there. Nine, yeah. Uh, we do have a new segment for you today. Yes, we do. We're very excited about it. Well, before we get to that, let's do a newsflash. So the international sumo competition that was supposed to happen in Poland this year, it's been officially canceled. People are heartbroken all over the world, I'm I sure. I know. Well, I'm guessing it has to do with coronavirus concerns. Yeah. But the, the good news is, is that there's still going to be world games that happen in Birmingham. And so all of the people who wrestle will be able to wrestle there as well. So we're excited about that, but a little sad because, you know what, a trip to Poland would be lovely. Yeah, it would. It I'd would take be. it. I'd take it too. All right, let's jump into wrestler news. Chiono Kuni had a knee injury, and he pulled out of the tournament after his day three match with Mitakiyumi. And, you know, this incredible wrestler has just been plagued, just mm -hmm. plagued by horrific injuries, and they never seem to stop for him. About his injury, they said it's going to take about two weeks for it to get better, but I don't know. It's a left knee meniscus injury and bone contusion. That just sounds bad. So a bone bruise... And uh, meniscus, okay. It's going to bring him down in the rankings, and that's kind of what makes me sad about Chiono Kuni. But he'll still be in the top division. Let's hope. Yeah. I hope this extra time helps him heal, and he's he back in Makauchi this next time around in July. Yeah. Uh, we also had the pleasure of spending yesterday with the Dallas Sumo Club. Yeah, it was lots of fun. It was so much fun because it was the guys up from Austin, the Dark Circle Sumo, Justin Gazart, and all of these guys doing sumo together, and they were so kind to let us come and watch. It was a sweaty affair, but it did not smell in there. I thought, this is going to be one stinky joint, and it wasn't. These guys were sweaty, but they so, were not stinky. No longer are we going to think of sumo wrestlers and it smelling bad anywhere. I know. I don't know if I thought that in the past. I just thought, I'm, I'm going so into a room with a, just a bunch of big, sweaty guys. It's got to stink. And boy, I was, I was really wrong. Yeah. They were so lovely. And you know what was really nice about watching it? They were so vulnerable because they had people watching them, and they were so cool with each other and supported each other and there was a lot of love in the room especially for the new guys who were just like I don't know what I'm doing mm -hmm. I felt for them and they were so humble and cool and all the other guys like lifted them up it was it was really nice so if you are listening and you do want to do sumo go find your sumo club because yep. I sense that with all these guys that do sumo they're just cool people mm -hmm. so thanks for having us Dallas Sumo Club it was a real treat okay are you ready for our newest segment, because I am, mostly because of the theme song. So let's roll that beautiful, beautiful intro. Hot takes with Kunishki. That's right. We have Hot Takes with Kunishki. Hot takes with Kunishki. Everyone, this is a new segment. We're checking in with Kunishki about halfway through the tournament, getting his hot takes. It may be silly. It may be stupid. It may be really educational and awesome, awesome insight from his perspective. So let's go straight to Konishki. In this Basha, who is impressing you? Tedo Fuji is going to take it. I sure hope so. Oh, man. He will. Easy. Okay, hot take. Do you think he's going to be Yokozuna? Yes. Tedo Fuji is one of the nicest kids, man. I remember when he was young, he's really like, funny and really low-key and I, I i'm glad he woke up because 
before he made Ozeki, I always said this kid's gonna be he's gonna be kicking ass, but he got lazy after he got Ozeki and shit. And he, and 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 he, and always he was stronger than all the all these guys when he was going out. Okay, your take on Wakataka Kage? Uh, he's gonna get hurt soon. Oh, why do you say that? Because the way he's sumo, he's going against guys who's 50 or 60 kilos heavier than him, and he has great technique, but if he doesn't finish his matches quick enough, it's only more pressure on his body, and the fatigue that he's going to have in 15 days is hard on his body. And that's the disadvantage of a smaller guy who's good and a big guy that is good. The big guy has the weight to help him through a 15-day. A smaller guy don't have the weight to help him with, with being lucky in a sumo match. Like yesterday, Tereno Fuji was lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, if was the other was a smaller guy, that wouldn't happen. And you guys got to remember, consistency in sumo is, is important. You probably do good like you, you've seen to the past past two years. How many guys who won the tournament is not even in Makunuchi anymore? It's very inconsistent right now. Yeah. All right. Speaking of inconsistent, one of my favorite wrestlers, Asano Yama, what's going on? I think he's more uh, mental than anything. Physically, he's he's in good shape. I, I can tell from the way he, he sumos, but just that there's something that in his head that's not working. It's his body and mind is not together because he does things that he shouldn't, you know, and he's good when he gets into his left arm and grabs his with his right hand. And he should focus on that, but it seems like he's not aggressive enough. Yeah. He's, he's not a he's not a defensive sumo wrestler. He's he's more like an offensive guy, aggressive. He always got to put pressure on his opponent, but it seems like he tried to he tried to counter with with throws and shit, which he shouldn't be doing. Because when he won his tournament, the way he got up to Ozeki is because he he put pressure on his opponents and he came aggressively forward with his sumo. Well, Shoda is the same thing. He's not a counters type of sumo wrestler. When he when he got his game down, they're they're more aggressive in their sumo, from the touch eye and how they go forward with their sumo. You notice that some of the wins, half of the wins is like when they're stepping backwards and mm-hmm. they do a throw or they do a slap down or what you're doing slap down. It takes away the confidence that you should have of going forward. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the problem with I can see these guys that you know. I think the way they train themselves for the tournaments is, is kind of different because if you had a lot of confidence in your practice and did the things you you do, you're good at in your practice, you shouldn't be, um, like in sumo, the Japanese, they said mayo. They, they wouldn't like second thought what they should be doing when they get on the ring. So it's just mental, I think. I'll assure you with the leg picks have uh, been pretty darn exciting. I'll that kid, uh, he, he's going to put up maybe another 10 kilos on and he's going to be a... A dangerous, dangerous cat within the ending of this year, next year. Okay, as a sumo wrestler, falling into the crowd, do you love it or do you hate it? Well, it's always an unexpected thing. Yeah. We don't really think about it. The only dangerous part is the way we brace ourselves. We're not worried about we fall or fall in the crowd. We don't really care. It's it's how we fall out because that's where a lot of injuries occur because of the way we brace ourselves when we fall. And that's one of the places that our sumo wrestlers focus on is how to brace their fall or how to break a fall in practices. That's why you see a lot of them rolling and getting thrown to the ground to practice that. And you got to reimagine that that ring is actually about a feet and a half off the ground during the tournaments. And our practice area, we don't have that. It's a flat uh, training part. So 
it takes a lot of uh, physical and athletic wisdom, you call it or something. You got to be athletic to really know how to fall and stuff like that because you can actually break an ankle if you fall differently. Yeah. Mm. I never really fought in a crowd too much, so I, I don't really. I, I'd like I've, to say so I've thrown guys into the crowd, but never kind of. I never kind of fall in a crowd too much. Okay. Well, I would be happy if you completely smushed me. <laughs> that would just be, be like you would make my day. <laughs> any sumo wrestler. Any sumo wrestler. Just I, mean, be fine. I would be so happy yeah. to be completely all smashed. Fans, all sumo fans says that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we really, really yeah. do. Well, yeah. wait, all wait until it fans. happens. Okay, so this is another random one, but as far as like coaches that are out there, who do you think has the most on-point coaching game? I think Musashi Maru is one of the best coaches right now. And why do you think so? Because his boys always train 24-7. Some of these guys, you guys really don't notice, right? I can tell. There's a few stables that really stick it out there, but Musashi Maru is 24-7. He's focused on his boys. They're the hardest trainers. I, I go to a lot of stables. Some guys cannot handle the, train, the training that his boys do. Mm-hmm. They even train hard during tournaments. All these other guys, they, they do half-ass, I can tell. And some of the bosses, they don't really pay attention to some of their boys and shit. So I get pissed off when they go to some of the stables because they, they're fucking around, man. They would never do that during my time. So, But Musashi Maru is kind of old school. Not too many guys are old school, and, and his, his boys respect him that because you know in on and off the ring he's really um 24 7 watch keep his eye on his boys and that's why i go a lot and train uh, help um train his boys when he's he's gone sometimes he call me and i'll go and train the boys in the morning and then i go to like uh, uh kirishima's table michinoku i go to um hakaku i go to nishikirobia uh, which is my senpai mitoizumi and then i go to takasago sometimes the good thing about Musashimaru, he doesn't take shortcuts because he don't even take any gakse. He doesn't take any college people. He's against mm. training those guys. They're shady anyway. <laughs> love no, you. honestly, honestly. I love you. None of, them, none of them. Just, when was the last time a, a, a gakse made Yokozuna? They never, they never make it. Mm-hmm. You know, they got it easy because they come in and they join it the fourth level, which is shit you know they're wrestling kids with 15 16 years old yeah unexperienced people yeah and that's why when they get up a lot of them get up to judo but they get their ass kicked like bad you know not only a few of them hang on like what ozeki uh, oh, yeah, yeah he's 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 he, he's a closest thing to, to yokozuna i thought he's when he was going up there i was always cheering that he goes up because you know he had his shit down you know his timing was right he's so more aggressive and he just got to be aggressive, man. Yeah. yeah. He is a perfect example of what a, a sumo guy should look like. And, yeah. you know, the way and the way he carries himself. I think he just got to, he just got to wake up and fucking never mind worry about how he look and just go kick ass, man. You got you to gotta, you gotta have a different attitude when, you, when you're up there. He looks so calm and mellow and Okay, I just you rip the head out of rip people's heads off or something. That <laughs> Tarana attitude. Fuji. Yeah, Tarana Fuji certainly has that attitude right yeah. now. Well, everybody had that attitude when you get up there, you know. Yeah, we need more fire from Asanoyama. Yeah, because there's nothing really wrong with him. You know, I, I don't see anything anything wrong with him. I know his sumo, his, his timing is not not as good as he when he was 
just giving up the Ozeki brink. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a problem. Okay. And then he he's like his chest is like always up like yeah. shit. Yeah. It's like going oh, come and get me kind of shit, you know. When you're in Makauchi, you give them that open shot, you're gonna get you're gonna get beat. They're gonna get under you and they're gonna get you take leverage away from you easy. Oh my gosh, that was just so cool to talk to him. Thank you, Kanishki, for your hot takes. Love you guys. You too. Bye. Bye. And let me just say, that's just like a snippet of the hot takes. Like, he's yes. so fascinating to listen to. But that's just our short version of Hot Takes with Konishki. And he did like the intro music, which was done by my friend Dan of Dan Wright's Music. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Uh, you knocked it out of the park with that intro. And Konishki was loving it. Let's get into the breakdown of each day. Yeah. So day four, take it away. That's right. Day four. Okay, the first one I want to talk about is Akisayama versus Ishiura. This match to me, I was like wowzers, if that's a word, but Ishiura came out with this fierce Tsupari attack and it was just amazing. And Akisayama had managed though to kind of get a, a fast and energetic Ishiura in a, in a hold of sorts until Ishiura wiggles out. Ishiura literally does like the biggest open-handed roundhouse that the entire audience just gasped. Yeah, it, uh, wow, the golden statue just like took a Kisei Lava out with a slap and it was not fun to watch. No. I think no one liked watching that. No, because honestly. we love him and yep. we hated him getting slapped in the face, but I, I don't know if these two have beef. I have a hard time believing it. It was just the fierce warrior spirit in the doyo. Who would slap that guy? I know. He pummeled him. I didn't and like then it. he got deep into Akisayama's chest. Akisayama is like friggin' like, where am I after all of that? Anyway, he executes a beautiful underarm throw, Ishitatanage. Ishiura wins. That one hurt to watch. Yep. Okay, let's talk Aqua versus Dai Amami. Now, this first match had like a weird falling at the edge with Daiyamami forcing Aqua out. They were chest to chest and Aqua's back heel just kind of dusted the sand outside at the same time as Daiyamami stepped out. So Amanoi was called and it was determined that there would be a rematch, which Yay! I always like. It's a two for one. It was a simultaneous step out. So second time around though, we have the same start, but with a slight shift from Aqua. But Daiyamami fights back really fast, gets both arms inside under the pits of Aqua, pushes down very hard on Aqua, so hard that his hair completely comes undone and we see his beautiful long tresses. And we loved it. I wanted like a romance novel. Me too. That's exactly where I went in my head. I was like, put that guy on a cover of a romance novel right now. I want to see them all with their hair down. Fabio, wouldn't you love like the calendar of all the sumo wrestlers with their long hair just natural oh in a mawashi yeah i would just be like let's just make a calendar of just <sighs> photos of them with their hair down and yes, the, like posing fruits. on the beach or something yes. <laughs> the, the way ocean waves never mind but we're getting ahead of ourselves but what we're saying is here we like to see his long hair yep, down we take that hair down all right let's talk about teretsuyoshi versus kagayaki teretsuyoshi did not like the mata from kagayaki it was a false start 
He smacked his chest like a little bit too hard. And after that, the next Tachiai had Teretsuyoshi just flailing around with anger. Anyway, Kagiyaki kept trying to stay up as best as he could with a very flailing Teretsuyoshi squirming around all over him. Eventually, they kind of both flung each other around sloppily like they were on a wet kitchen floor. And then like an ice skating move, Teretsuyoshi grabbed the leg of Kagiyaki ashitori him but instead he kept hold of kageaki's really solidly grounded leg and he flung himself out it was kind of bizarre and strange but it reminded me in the olympics you know when the girl like leans back on the ice and her head almost touches the ice and the her partner is slinging around by the arm yeah in the death spiral yeah yeah it was a death spiral that's exactly what it was oh maybe teretsuyoshi Maybe he is not fond of the Kageyaki squat. So maybe it's like, I'm taking this guy out because I hate that friggin' squat. Oh, I Can don't... we talk about how much I hate the Kageyaki poop squat? I hate it. Why is it a poop squat? I've never we even never noticed. never noticed? Oh my God. Okay, there are... I just are... know he's dour and he looks like my ex-boyfriend, but okay, that's all I've no, noticed. No, it gets better. Okay. You know how Daesho sets up for the Tachiai? He's got a nice wide squat and he looks like a cat getting ready to yeah, pounce. Yeah. Kagayaki does this like, his feet are close together and he does like the slowest poop squat down I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you would only know from reference. It, and I hate it. Well, now That's, I'm never going like, to not think about exactly. that. Exactly. So I think Teretsuyoshi just <sighs> has the same feeling about the slow squat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about... Asanoyama versus Hokuto Fuji. I call this excellence in patience from Asanoyama. Hokuto Fuji really won the Tachiai, but from there, Asanoyama got pushed back to the edge really hard, but he kept shuffling to the side and wedging his one leg on the bales with the other trying to leg swipe at Hokuto Fuji. Finally, at the last push to the edge, Asanoyama calmly got himself into a defensive position, got a double inside under the shoulder grip, and calmly twisted and swung Hokuto Fuji to the other side of him and instead pushed him out of the ring's edge. It was really pretty sumo. And it was calm. You could see him thinking through it and going, okay, I'm getting all this craziness from a massive beast that is Hokuto Fuji, but he could take it on. So I was like, what's the difference in this Asanoyama versus... The other day's Asanoyama. Anyway, I don't know what's happening to him, but it was a good day for Asanoyama. <laughs> you really have, you're really not liking Asanoyama. No, I adore him. I just feel like I have bet on this pony. I need him to win. I want him to win. He's like the one that to me seems like he's going to be Yokozuna, but in his mind, he's not there yet. And so I just keep wondering what is going on with you, dude. You've got the goods. Show us every day. Anyway, that's why I'm not a coach. I think the guy has time. He has time to turn it around. I hope so. Yeah. The last match I want to talk about, Mitakiyomi versus Terenofuji. It was a fast Tachiai from Terenofuji, and he just kind of yanks Mitakiyumi around. He gets mm-hmm. his favorite left-hand shallow grip on Mitakiyumi's Mawashi. He lifts him up way too high, and then he gets another shallow grip with the right hand and rushes Mitakiyumi backwards. Mitakiyumi goes stumbling backwards, and Terenofuji just takes care of him. Just easy peasy. And I'm just like, God, he is so good. Because when it's Mitakiyumi that he makes look like lower Maegashira wrestler, it just blows my mind how freaking good he is. Not many people could pick up Mitakiyumi up off of his heels altogether. No. But he did it. But he did. Yeah. It was gorgeous. That's all I got. Okay. Day five. Day five was a fun day of sumo. 
Tsurugisho got my personal open hip prize when he lost to Kageyaki on day five because he ended up in this low classic Spider-Man pose that was truly, truly impressive for a man of his size. And I always picked that up. He was in like losing splits. That's how Yeah, with one leg bent, yeah. one knee up. It was gorgeous. So he gets points for that. Okay, Miyogidu and Hokuto Fuji had a very interesting bout on day five. I don't know if you remember this, but they both started the tachiai and then both of them thought that it was a false start. Yeah, it was like a pillow soft so, tachiai. Yeah, so they stopped in the strange pose that reminded me of middle school dances when two people are awkwardly holding each other's hips and like looking around the room to see where the chaperones are. <laughs> but both of them realized pretty quickly that the fight was still on. They both fought valiantly. Hokuto Fuji looked to have the advantage with one hand on Miyogidu's belt. He pushed Miyogidu to the edge, but Miyogidu twisted at the edge and snagged the win with a kotanage. An arm lock throw across his body. It was a very, very nifty move, and I love the whole thing. Can I back up just real quick and say, do you remember Akisama versus Kaisei? I don't really want to talk about the bout. I just want to talk about how Akisama fell off the doyo and then got back up on the doyo after he lost because it made me think of like you know when you get out of bed because you have to pee in the middle of the night and you're just kind of like where where am I where am I and you just kind of crawl out of bed like barely off the doyo is yeah that was him getting back up and then I, that's when I thought well something's wrong that okay and I didn't mention it because I know news is coming later we found out later in the basho that Akiseyama his jaw is fractured. Yes. They said mandible. it was from day three, but it seems like it came from day four from the Ishiura fight. So when I watched this bout on day five, I thought something's wrong with Akiseyama because yeah. he gave up really soon. But yeah. can you imagine no. fighting with a fractured jaw? No. Can you imagine doing anything no. with a fractured jaw? No. I would just be sitting at home like with ice packs on my I mean, jaw doing nothing that's like your main target the Ugh. second you touch it so how would he ever like how is he gonna come exactly. back I, I worry about him i adore him <laughs> but he looked real injured and so, like the way yeah. i crawling out of bed oh god i can't see in here okay day five mitakeyumi and takanosho their belt looked just like sumo practice because at one point Mitakeyumi pushed Takanosho back across, completely across the ring with mm -hmm. Takanosho's feet sliding across the clay like he was pushing a tractor. And uh, this tractor push ended up with a proper Mitakeyumi win. There was muscular sumo there from both boys and I just loved it. Thought it was great. Wakataka Kage met Terana Fuji. Both men, boy, looking strong. And this was only day five. Right. Right? Terano Fuji was unbeaten. Wakataka Kage, uh, he had taken down two Ozeki and one Komusubi at this yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, Wakataka Kage, he did, he did a very admirable job just being a complete pest for Terano Fuji in this fight. Yeah, well, it was a very interesting bout because both were very watchful and wary of the other one. Both of them kind of maintained their distance a bit, which is different for for them, really. Wakataka Kage went in deep, but Terana Fuji wrapped his arms up and twisted very, very hard. Wakataka Kage let go of Terana Fuji's belt to save his shoulder and elbow. Terana Fuji continued to spin and twist Wakataka Kage's elbow awkwardly. Uh, and then with a very simple yorikiri, he pushed Wakataka Kage out of the ring. The day ended with a really fun move from Tobizaru. 
as he was being flipped over and out by Asanoyama. Basically, he grabbed Asanoyama's cankles and managed to get his head in between Asanoyama's legs as he went out. I suppose he was just hanging on to anything he could when the wave of Asanoyama's Uwatanage threw him out. But he definitely gets 20 points for finesse yes. on this lose. And I don't know, maybe he could work for Cirque du Soleil in the future after We've he We've seen retires. some really acrobatic losses yes. in this tournament so far. And I really appreciated them on day five. A lot of flair. Yeah. Okay, day six. Tochinoshin has been, well, we'll talk about it. He's just, he's just had a rough go. Like his knees just friggin' toast. But on this day, him versus Kagayaki, we got to see old school Tochinoshin do what he does. So Kagayaki takes a huge forearm blast from Tochinoshin. And there were just kind of glimpses of the old, powerful Tochinoshin there in that moment. He managed to get backed up by Kagiaki, though, to the edge. And I thought he was toast here due to his weakened strength, you know, moving backwards with the with the knee. And he was also at the edge. But he musters somehow and manages to move Kagiaki back to the center. Then he does his old tricks. He lifts up, as he always does, and gets Kagiaki moving backwards more and more and eventually out. It just looked like typical playbook for Tochinoshin. So it was nice to see him win that, that uh, match. All right, let's get to Takiyasu versus... Mitakiyumi. Okay, so there was kind of like a weaker looking Tachi eye from these two. Mitakiyumi comes in for a face palm on Takiyasu, but Takiyasu stops that, quickly gets a right hand outside grip, and struggles as he tries for the left inside grip on Mitakiyumi. He then sort of pulls and rewinds himself backwards around the doyo, like as if dancing, and he has him by the back of the neck. Okay, so once they promenaded around the ring, Takiyasu uses that momentum and tries to pull a throw on Mitakiyumi, but he can't throw Mitakiyumi in this weird, like, post-dosido position. So, meanwhile, Mitakiyumi, though, he's, you know, gone along for the dance. And now, at this point, he gets a left arm deep inside under Takiyasu's pits. And then we get this Makikai from Takiyasu, the grip switch. And he's trying to stop that from deepening. Again, they promenade, Mitakiyumi dancing backwards. Takiyasu, though, he kept following until he was over having to follow Mitakiyumi around the ring. And he just squares up and he charges forward. Full on at Mitakiyumi, who also charges and moves Takiyasu to the ring edge. But just then, Takiyasu gets the back of Mitakiyumi's Mawashi and tries to throw him using that forward momentum from Mitakiyumi's charge. But at the same time, he actually throws himself too in the process. They land at the same time, but the win goes to Takiyasu. Anyway, that was a interesting match to watch. Yeah, it was really fun to watch. Okay, so this one broke my heart into tiny little pieces, but then again, I love both of these wrestlers, so it really didn't. Kiribayama versus Asanoyama. We had a lot of energy from Kiribayama here. Lots of thrust. He was just a fireball. He was very feisty. And Asanoyama is calm. They kind of stall out with a bunch of slaps and thrusts and unsuccessful pull-down attempt from Kiribayama. He's just trying everything. Kiribayama gets a deep inside grip on Asanoyama, and Asanoyama can't get the grip on Kiribayama, so he knows he's in trouble. He stalls out again. Kiribayama lifts and turns and advances with one leg in the air. He uses his entire body to force Asanoyama out, but he can't finish off Asanoyama, who also is resisting with one leg in the air. It was like this balancing act of epic strength. But now, Kiribayama gets a double shallow grip on Asanoyama's in that like recovery moment, that like split second of recovery for Asanoyama, and he throws Asanoyama out with an uh, Uwatanage. 
Asanoyama hit the ground. It hurt. It was a great win for Kiribayama. Very exciting. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, God, Asanoyama, where are you? This was my favorite match of the whole day. It was great fun. And and probably because it was just good old-fashioned belt sumo. And I love belt sumo. Yeah. Also should be noted this day, Takakesho versus Tobizaru was very exciting. Mainly because it was just like a, like a murderous amount of slaps to the face. <laughs> I just was like, how does someone pummel someone else like Takakesho does? And how does Tobizaru stand it, that rapid fire pummeling? Yeah. It just reminded me to just like never scare. Like if Takakesho was like sleepwalking, it's just not the guy you'd want to be like, hey, wake up. You're sleeping. <laughs> Super speedy thrusting yeah. right at your face. <laughs> you just get pummeled. And that's what that's what happened. Takakesho, uh, he won. It was a Tsukidashi win. And the crazy thing, too, is the slow-mo when they played the slow-mo again it looked like normal speed it was was so fast (laughs) yes oh it was great that's all i got okay day seven coverage started with an interview with kota shogiku where he was explaining his sumo techniques Mm -hmm. it was everything to me (laughs) everything (laughs) the fact that kota shogiku had to move as he was explaining his belly bump and he was like moving on TV <laughs> in order to describe it. He had to like fully embody it to even describe it. Between that and Taiho's doyo iri that they were showing yeah. the day before and how fluid and gorgeous and solid that was. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and it was just nice to see an athlete get a chance to explain his own success. Like you could tell it was such an it was just such an embodied practice and experience for him. But let's get to a few sumo matches here. Tamawashi versus Tsurugisho was a big battle of big old bodies. Tamawashi tried to pull. Tsurugisho circled away. There were several lovely edge of ring saves. It ended with both men going down at the same time, both trying throws at once. Basically, the sumo Hail Mary situation with uh, Surugisho landing on his own face yeah, first. Yeah, I was worried. Getting all bloodied and losing this edge of ring battle with Tamawashi. Tamawashi's Uwatanage won out. It was exciting to watch. Endo. I have not been talking much about Endo, but I have been watching him a lot. He smoldered. Smoked him. No, he smoldered. <laughs> he smoldered in his sumo battle with Tochin Ocean. They smashed together and Endo lifted Tochin Ocean's arms right at the Tachi Eye. And uh, Tochin Ocean tried to grab Endo from the outside like he normally does. He, uh, like he tried to go he tried to go outside and then he tried to go makikai. He tried to go inside, but Endo would just not let him have it. He stuck to Tochin Ocean like glue and he took it home with a Yorikiri. He didn't even have a hold on Tochin Ocean's belt. That guy stuck to him, determined, and it was over so quick. Yes. Later, same day, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Onosho did this crazy move on Tobizaru called. A headlock throw that just looks crazy pants to me. It looks absolutely crazy pants. I could explain the whole match, but really this one was all about that one ending move. He basically grabbed Tobizaru's head, locked it in the crease of his elbow, and then pancaked him at the same time. And can you imagine somebody doing that to you? No, I would not survive, actually. 
Yeah, but yeah. it's legit. Oh, yeah, this yeah, is also yeah. the match where Toby Zaru got pushed so far into the stands like he should have gone to like the concession stand. Well, because, because the pancake <laughs> part of it, the, pa- the pancake part of the headlock move meant both guys went down at the same time. So then there was a rematch. Right. And then the second time Toby Zaru got pushed out into the the audience. Yeah. Onosho was really pretty dominant here. Yeah, he was. Okay, skipping to Wakataka Kage versus Meisei. Boy, this was one hard one fought. Oh, it was just all flailing arms. It was great. It, Fast. An exciting Tachiai started the match with a really loud thwack. There was a huge bonk of heads that honestly, it, it knocked Wakataka Kage all the way back to the Tawada. And the audience gasped. And somehow Wakataka Kage maintained his balance and stepped to the side right at the edge. Meisei followed and Meisei went for Wakataka Kage's neck and, well, he really went for his traps, which is probably the biggest target on this little guy's body. Like, just go for those traps. Mm -hmm. There was lots and lots of pushing. Let's just call it a thrilling sumo ride from top to bottom with Meisei coming out on top this time with a Hatakikomi slapdown to win. But oh my God, between the beginning and all of the slapping and the exciting end, it was everything that's frightening and scary and exciting about sumo all wrapped into one pretty little picture and everybody walked off the doyo seemingly fine. So you just got to say, thank goodness. Hokuto Fuji, I think, won his first bout of the Basho on yes, day seven. versus Takayasu. Yeah. Now, frankly, Takayasu looked like he had the win from the start. Until about 0.2 seconds before the end, when Hokuto Fuji stepped to the side like a sliding glass door and ushered a very surprised Takayasu right through, mm-hmm. up and over the edge. But I, I have to be happy for the Hulk. For I do his too. First win. I mean, good on him for getting the win. It, that it's legit. But Takayasu seemed—he seemed like he's dominating. Oh, he's in doing super all well. of his sumo matches. So he did very well in the match. He just lost at the edge. Every Ozeki won without too much trouble on day seven. This is about where I start watching numbers. So at the end of day seven, Terra Nafuji was still unbeaten at 7-0. Takakesha mm-hmm. was right behind him, 6-1. Yes. One loss. I will say this is the day, though, that I think a brand new word was invented by Hero. What's and that? I think it should just be noted. It's the greatest word. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is a word. He said in the Hoshoryu versus Takakesho match, he said that there was some trickeration in the initial Tachiai. The initial trickeration. Tachi- Ooh, that's trickeration. a good, that's a great word. <laughs> but he said it so confidently. He was yeah. like, there's a bit of trickeration from Hoshoryu. And I was like, that is a perfect description of anything Hoshoryu does. Yeah. Yet that's not a real word. And I think he used it as if it was a real word. And I'm like, props to you, dude. Yeah. Well, you know... I'm studying Japanese and I get vowels and things all screwed up. And so I'm all I'm constantly making up new words in Japanese that don't <laughs> exist because I'm combining two words that are kind of close into new ones. Yeah, well, if it is made up, I'm going to use it now from here on out. Day eight. Akisayama is now officially out with a fractured right mandible. I think that's the day they made the announcement. It's kind of going to be like a guaranteed drop to Jirio, which is what makes me really sad about it. I would think that continuing on with a broken jaw and trying to do sumo would be even worse. So we hope he heals up. But the rest of day eight, 
There was some interesting stuff. We have a really nice Tachi eye from Endo. He gets a one-sided immediate outside grip on Hidenoumi. He doesn't like this grip though, so he goes for the for the Makikai. He gets a left hand's inside grip and gets low and under Hidenoumi's right shoulder. Hidenoumi does not take advantage because you know you're really vulnerable in the in the grip switch moment to drive back when the other wrestler is doing it. He doesn't take advantage of the moment. So Endo just pulls a beautiful, beautiful Uwata Dashinage. He wins! Handsome Pants wins. And I love hurling maneuvers. It was so nice. And I don't get to say that very often. (laughs) It was a lovely hurl. It was a lovely hurl. So what do I talk about? Takiyasu versus Kiribayama? Well, they mostly just hold each other in a side hunker. That's kind of what happens for most of this match. Takiyasu then just like wears down, just wears down with just epic patience. Kiribayama, who's just like, Trying to figure out how do I get the weight advantage here over Takayasu? What? How do I? What do I do with the side I, hunker? I know, and you cannot break Takayasu's side hunker when he's in it's it. It's a strong side hunker. It is. Well, Kiribayama kept on trying, but he could not move Takayasu. A very tuckered out Kiribayama goes stumbling and essentially sits himself down after <laughs> Takayasu broke their grip, smacked Kiribayama's shoulder. He went and literally sat down right outside of the ring. He was so tired. And he looked hurt too afterwards. I don't know he kind of twisted his knee yeah and but i mean this bout was over two minutes oh so. wait was this the bout where his feet got crossed as yeah. it went out yeah he sat down ankle crossed yeah that looked really awkward and he was limping as he got up yeah well that's what you get when you fight the Papayasu. yeah all right this old rivalry shodai versus mitakiyumi mitakiyumi just moved forward on shodai post tachiai looked easy because he just kind of squared off with Shodai and simply moved him backwards and out. Shodai did get an inside shoulder grip, but he was like sort of attempting a swing down, but Mitakiyumi just kept barreling forward, denied Shodai that option. It was perfect. It was perfect sumo. And I was just like, Shodai, what are you doing? But then again, they're both champions. They're both incredible. So that's what you get. Sometimes you just get bulldozed, and that's what happened to Shodai. Okay, everybody was excited about this one. Asanayama versus Hoshoryu. Asanayama, he got a really good right inside shoulder grip and left outside grip, and they were chest to chest. It it looked kind of like Asanayama had a really good stance, and he was solid. It's just that Asanayama forgot that Hoshoryu has mad leg skills, and he forgot that Hoshoryu could possibly try to trip him, and that's exactly what he did. Hoshoryu advanced chest to chest. He drives Asanayama backwards, and at the same time, he gets the Uchigake. He makes Asanayama hit the dirt. It was beautiful sumo, and I think there was definitely a very proud uncle that must have been watching this and yeah. like, ha yeah, the boy does have it. I love the fight. I have to admit, though, I didn't fall in love with Hoshoryu until his interview. He until a great we smile. saw that great smile. It's pretty cute. He was so proud of himself. I know. And then I was like, okay, I like you, kid. It took me a long time to get on the Hoshoryu train. Me too, but that was a huge win. Yeah. You know? And he should be proud. He should be. I also appreciated on day eight all the coverage about Kakaru. There was great footage from when he was 16, his very first match. Mm-hmm. He, he was so skinny. So skinny. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. And he talked a lot about his style of sumo and explaining Makikai and all sorts of things. I loved every moment of it. And honestly, one of my life goals is to be able to understand Japanese well enough that I could listen to an interview like that and really get it really understand right. it at this point i only understand a word here and there cannot string it together but 
Thank you, NHK. That sort of coverage is exactly what we want. Yeah. Okay, so that takes us to day nine. I've really been impressed by many of the bouts by both these guys, okay? Terutsuyoshi versus Surugisho. Terutsuyoshi showed incredible metal against a much larger opponent. Terutsuyoshi went in and under at the top. He buried his head and he pushed Surugisho back. He just couldn't move that very large man as far as he needed him to go. Yeah. So he took a mighty breath while Tsurugisho tried to pull him up with both arms up and over his body. And that didn't work. So there was this stalemate. And then Teretsuyoshi wrapped one leg, lifted Tsurugisho's leg. It was a nifty lift and throw. It was the Kakanage, which is my favorite Kimarite of all time, never fails to excite me. And especially when it's such a little guy doing it on such a larger opponent. Yeah. So thanks for making my day, Teretsuyoshi. If you're listening, <laughs> that does it for me every time. Biggest surprise of day nine, Aoyama's back. <laughs> Aoyama suddenly showed up on day nine with a lot of lower back tape and his fancy new green mawashi and a huge right knee support. But he does look rested and he made very quick work of Kiribayama with a Hitakikomi slap down. Very quick work. Day nine, Mitake Yumi hankered against Wakataka Kage. It surprised everybody. I loved it. Well, that, that's when it's won. really good. Like a hanka's really good is you're like, I don't know if I've ever seen him do a henka. He always meets somebody head on. And the trickeration. The trickeration in reverse. Exactly. It took everybody by surprise. They're like, oh my God, Mitakayumi never does that. And yep. it worked. I oh, think was... I fist pumped the air. It on was that brilliant. One. I was like, way to go. You fooled him. <laughs> you got him good. Hook to Fuji on day nine got a death grip on Takanosho's neck and did not let go for the rest of the fight. Takanosho fought back bravely. Just the slow-mo of that fight with Hulk to Fuji on Takanosho's neck, it could have gone into a superhero movie. You know, grabbing it was very his much neck, like um feet sliding on the clay. It was like the Star Avengers. Wars, you know, when Darth Vader lifts up the evil yes, guy. By the and neck. He, yeah, but I guess it's not a Jedi mind trick, it's the the Empire mind trick? Yes. <laughs> Darth Vader vibes. Yes. Yeah. Darth Vader trickeration. Yes. That's what Hulk the Fuji was doing. And Takanosho was trying with all of his might to knock that hand off. He could not get it off. Oh my gosh. Eventually, Takanosho, turning red, sort of slipped to the side, pushed back. But Hulk the Fuji pushed him out. And what I thought was so odd about it was Takanosho, once he was out of the room, out of the room, once he was off the doyo, had a big smile on his face and walked back up as if to say, oh, that was fun, Hokuto Fuji. Let's try that again. <laughs> that was really great. Would you, could you like do that Darth Vader thing again? That was really fun. Okay. The fight of the day for me, day nine, Terana Fuji, who's eight and zero versus Takayasu, who's six and two. They've met 19 times. Takayasu has won 12 of them. So this is a tough opponent for Terana Fuji, a very tough one. And this sumo match looked very different for both of them. It's the only guy that has made Terana Fuji work. Yeah. The Tachiai is big, as you would expect from these guys. Takayasu really looked to win the Tachiai. He got in lower and he lifted Terana Fuji up high. And Takayasu is just so big that Terana Fuji can't kind of grab up and over with his arms so well like he right. does with some of his other yeah, opponents. he doesn't have the leverage. So he tried, but Takayasu 
quickly pulled his arms away and then pulled on Taranofuji's arms and head. Taranofuji stumbled forward and somehow maintained his balance. And then there was this pushing battle that ensued. Takayasu did a fantastic job keeping Taranofuji away from his belt and completely off balance, swatting him left, swatting him right, and keeping Taranofuji kind of doubled over and hobbling a little bit. But every time Takayasu pushed on Taranofuji's head to try to push him down, somehow Taranofuji would stand back up. And eventually, Taranofuji just made this big jump back. Takayasu pushed, and Taranofuji slapped him down with a Hitake Komi. But it was this crazy, like, whack-a-mole sumo situation where Takayasu would try slap down, and Taranofuji would try one and rise, and it was just like pull-slap, pull-slap. It was weird, but Taranofuji won the day. Yeah, I mean, it was really nice, fun sumo to watch. It was very exciting. And I think with Taranofuji, he is so good. So it's nice to see him challenged. And so it was really nice to see that. It's just at the edge. Yeah, he, he, he just leaned it. a little too far forward. Yeah, and well, down. I mean, that was the day that, I mean, Taranofuji, he was still jumping in the air and he came down just a split second after Takayasu's elbow hit the ground. So it was so close to me. But when I watch it, yeah, I, I think that that was Takayasu's match that he won, but he didn't win. He won, but he didn't win. Hoshoryu snagged his second Ozeki on day nine with a beautiful leg trip against Shodai. Hi, Ozekis, if you are listening, please expect the leg trip from this kid. If you have not figured this out, figure it out. It's coming. It's a really pretty move. Step He's behind, very good at it. Yeah, step behind your opponent's leg, push their upper body back. Seems to work really well against Ozeki. Okay, last one. Daesho versus Takakesho. Big. Tachiai. Big. Pushes. Takakesho went in for a huge, big push. Daesho leapt to the side. Daesho recovered, started his pushing attack. Boy, Takakesho tried as hard as he could to react, but he was like a hamster caught in a hamster wheel going the wrong way. He could not recover, was pushed out by the big D. This one's really fun to watch in slow motion. Great Oshidashi win, denying Takakesho his kachikoshi just for a day. It was a great Sanyaku showdown, so go watch it. It's fun. At the end of day nine, Terunofuji way out in the lead. Crushing it. Yep. He's got a hefty lead, nine and zero, but there's a hefty pack behind him, two behind. Takakesho, Mitakeyumi, Ichinojo, Endo, Chiyotairu. But two wins at this point. We're just over halfway. Anything could happen. We know what happened last time when someone had a two-match lead. So you never know what's going to happen. I guess that is all of our coverage for day three through nine. And uh, thank you again to Konishki for giving us his incredible insight on the Basho so far. We will catch you guys next week when we finish up the Basho. Have a bingo winner and days 10 through 15. All right. See y'all later. All right. Bye. Sayonara.